Hello and welcome to the 35th episode of the Dominionated Podcast 20 or 20. I am your host, Mackenzie Cameron. Remember fun? Live music? Dancing? It finally seems like we're nearing a point where we can maybe start discussing that it's almost time to brush off our dancing shoes. And once we can hit the dance floor again, an artist I would personally trust to incite a good time is Jay Wood. Hailing from Winnipeg, Jay Wood started as the bedroom recording project of Jeremy Haywood, but it has since evolved into a funkified, genre-smashing band that makes a really strong case for feeling good again. Jay Wood just released a reimagined version of his 2015 EP, Some Days, and promises there is more music on the way. Jeremy and I had a great chat, and you will hear it after you hear a little bit of the old new EP's title track. This is Jay Wood with Some Days. Jaywood, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Good to get to see you, Mac. Good to be here. Good to see you, and uh, good for you to be here for me uh, as Whoa. well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that folded, folded phrasing there. It's really good. You know what? This is a this is an intellectual podcast. Uh, first, first things first is what. Yeah, that we're is, pretty much <laughs> no Rogan experience right here. <laughs> uh, so Jaywood, the way this podcast works, and for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before, the way it works is I have about 20 questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about 20 minutes to answer all those questions. A and, minute uh, a question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, Rapid you know, fire. But maybe you go 10 seconds for one and two and a True. half minutes for the other. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay. I like me. that. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically the gist. So I'm going to start my timer and uh, cool. I'm going to ask you, I guess, I guess the first thing I want to know is um, if... You are in Winnipeg. Did you grow up in Winnipeg? Is that is that your home base forever? Yeah, uh, born and raised here. Um, uh, I'm currently still in Winnipeg. I think uh, I, the discussion of everyone obviously leaving Winnipeg is always floating around because, you know, you want to get out of your hometown. But I think 
when things clear up, I'd love to explore some new options, I think, just for a bit. Like, I've always been a person that likes to move or that has moved a lot. So the idea of like living somewhere for a bit seems really exciting. So who knows? Maybe coming to a city near you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, I mean, it is, it must be, um, that feeling must be amplified given the fact that you've been s- stuck where you are for the past definitely know, year I've and a half. Lu- yeah. I've been lucky to have grown up in like one area of the city then I've moved. Cause I've moved around so much uh, like as a kid that like where I'm at now is semi new. Like I've only been central Winnipeg for maybe three, four years now. So I'm like, Oh, it feels kind of fresh again, but yeah, being stuck here, it gets old really quick. So I, to move on. <laughs> I think that conversation is happening no matter where anyone lives. I, you know, it's totally. always like I'm in Toronto and it's always like, I mean, I, and I'm sure it's, you know, different reasons and all totally. sorts of things, but everyone's like, We're, we got to leave Toronto now. Like, <laughs> all right. Like, um, so I guess I, my next question is um, growing up in Winnipeg, when did music come into the picture for you? Like your previous really, I noticed your previous um, album time mm-hmm. had kind of this radio station theme yes, happening sir. in the skits. Yeah. Was there like a radio station that got you into music or was there <laughs> something else that got you into music? Um, yeah, I think like when I was a kid, I would always sleep with the radio on. And like I would just like I, I was like an insomniac. So I was never really sleeping. So I would just sit there and listen to the radio for for hours. And like Hot 103 back in like the early 2000s, late 90s was always playing some good like pop music. But also just like we got some Sugar Ray. We got some... Like, just like, yeah, like, just like stuff like that, like that whole realm of music. I was just like, oh, I love this. And yeah, it was just like, I think, yeah, it started when I was a kid and just kind of, I didn't realize how subconscious that became, like the significance of like the radio and everything. And uh, yeah, from from there, I like would pick up a guitar in high school. Um, I played drums in like, um, I guess, junior high. And as soon as I learned how to like make chords and play, like actually do something, the first thing I went to was like trying to make songs and it just kind of went from there. So a little while back I had um, Virgo Rising uh, on the show. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. And and I mentioned- And they are, and I I mentioned to them that like, Winnipeg is kind of like a low key, great rock city. 100% is, like it's such a hidden gem. And it's like, obviously being between um, Toronto as like the the market to the the east. Sorry, the, I'm always so bad at the east. And then you got Calgary to the to the west. It's like Winnipeg's kind of just slept on between those two markets. Like, it's like no one really knows that uh, Winnipeg has some pretty cool stuff happening here. And it's when people come here and like see the, like shows and stuff, they're like really surprised. But uh, yeah, there's a lot surprised, of hidden- su- surprised by what? Surprised by like. Um- I think we have like a lot of diversity within this, like within our music community. Like it's semi divided, but like if you go over to like a venue closer to downtown, you'll hear one sound. If you go over to a venue closer to like um, our um, to the Sherbrooke area, which is more like the hippy dippy hipster area, it's just like completely different. But like there's just such a since it's a smaller city, it's it seems like there wouldn't be a lot, but it's kind of hidden away. But there's just so much room for a lot of cool stuff. Growing up there, were you aware of of that of like the rich history of Winnipeg, like music and like the scene that was happening at the time, or was that something you kind of like your eyes were kind of open to one day right. when you started making music? Yeah, I had no idea. Like my first band um, named Public Parkade, 
we we play like when we played shows in like maybe 2010 um it was all just metal punk and hardcore bands and we had maybe two venues that we can play and uh when that band fell apart i was like well i guess there really isn't a music scene for me here and then um darren rudd who plays guitar in uh, jaywood kind of was like the first person to be like oh there's like a whole new music scene happening and like that was like a lot of the indie stuff and a lot of like the like the very like the popular sounding music going on right now so yeah when I, as soon as i found that out i was like i have to like go to shows and like get get out there as much as possible and hear all the bands and like meet the people and that was super exciting so for people who may not uh know your music you're you're mm-hmm. like a a shredder i would say um <laughs> You know, like maybe low key shredder. Like I, I think that's shredder. true. I can get um, behind that. <laughs> and, and I guess you know, I'm hearing you talk about um, listening to pop music growing up, and then kind of mm. getting into hardcore. And and you've kind of like, I feel like you've kind of settled on like this nice in between sound. Or I mm-hmm. maybe maybe the whole point is actually that you haven't settled on a sound. Is that I feel like your sound kind of feels without boxes or without genres, which I think is yeah, cool. that's an um, interesting way to put it. Yeah. What drew you to to guitar like what what made you want to play guitar right um well for me i think well my brother played guitar and like watching it like at the time i wasn't really into guitar music i was yeah like really into pop music but the idea that like guitar can like fit into so many different realms as like as an instrument like you can have guitar on michael jackson you can have guitar on like um, sugar ray sugar ray exactly oh god man i love me some sugar ray <laughs> i've been i've been weirdly into sugar ray like even just like the past like few few weeks so it's like very bizarre <laughs> to me that you that you've mentioned it here oh man it's, you know what there's something incredibly nostalgic about sugar ray like anytime i hear like um someday or like one of those songs it's just like i feel like i don't know like 10 again i'm like oh what a time but they're kind of perfect they kind of have this like wistful like i don't know there's like an innocence to Sugar Ray that like, yeah, I really totally. like. <laughs> and the fact that they were in Scooby-Doo the movie, it just really full circles like that whole youthful um, maneuver that they got. Uh, but uh, yeah, guitar was just like a very diverse instrument. And like before I got into pr- production, I just thought it was really cool as you could kind of go so many different realms with one instrument, which is it's just such a cool idea that like guitar can be in any style of music and still be equally as effective. So when I wanted to make music, I was like, oh, I, I should probably know either keyboard or guitar. But I was like, oh, why not kind of figure out both and just, yeah, go from there. Well, and that's the origins of of, of Jaywood, right? Is that like mm-hmm. you were in your bedroom just kind of like learning how to how to do it all. And, yeah. and, and this is what came out, right? This is what happened, yeah. Like uh, when I, I was taking guitar class in high school, and it was all just very straightforward, like here's smoke on the water, here's blue oyster cult and uh, um, some chords. But like for me, I was like a person, I was like, oh, let's get on with it. It was like, it just felt so slow. So like I spent so much time on my own, just like learning the instrument. And a friend and I actually kind of made a um, an oath to each other. We're like, you know, as we're learning this instrument, let's fully avoid first position, which is like all the stuff at the, at the top of the guitar, um, just like, fully play chords in the middle of the guitar. That way you're forced to avoid making power chords. And like, it really kind of forced us to learn or just to like that develop like a different style of playing altogether. Like I, I, for, for years, I didn't realize I was playing jazz chording because I was like, this is just how I learned how to play the instrument. 
and this is just how I taught myself to play the instrument was just to find a chord that sounded nice and just go from there. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're not around. Well, hidden in these walls of sound. See, I know you put me down. So your so your new EP some days is actually a reinterpretation of, of yes. one of your earliest releases. Is that, yep. is that am I right about that? So yep. what in, what inspired you to to revamp these tunes now? Um, I think yeah, I maybe touched on it a little earlier. It was the idea that like things weren't moving forward at all within every aspect of life, and I think that offered a lot of like. I, I had the idea floating around in my head to maybe go back and touch on these songs as like a nice in-between, but the fact that everything completely stopped and the future was so un uncertain, I was like, well, the past is completely clear. Like I know that I can go back and write these old songs and do them again and they can feel new and exciting and feel like something that can be presented in the future. And that was just a cool idea to like, you know what, I'm, everyone's freaking out about, oh, what's the future gonna look like? I'm just gonna go back here. Like, I'm just gonna chill and just, dig up in the past and like kind of revisit that version of myself and yeah play in that realm for a bit and kind of yeah dust off all those old songs and reconnect with them a bit and it's been really nice so i haven't heard the the original ep um mm. so so for for me like listening to it they sound the songs sound you know fresh and good how major is the change from that like original version to this hot new version well, I've, you know, as a fun a fun ode to to that, I've been posting the older like clips of the older versions on Instagram, and I they just they're all just they're very different in the sense of like they just feel like an actual well put together song. Like I think when I first recorded it, it was just ideas. They were just like these are songs, but like they're they don't sound as polished as what they should be or like they're just not where i wanted them to be so i think with this version of it it was just a matter of um let's get them to a part like a place that feels like oh you can hear this on the radio or you can like listen to this like more than once because when i listen to the old recordings i'm like oof i <laughs> i will not subject anyone to that but uh <laughs> there's the option to go take a listen if people decide and were these songs that kind of like had remained in your set list? Like, um, no, like not no. even, no. Like I, I, I think the only song that would kind of phase in and out of the set list was what you do to me just cause that song 
for whichever reason, always slaps. Like, it's just like, anytime we've played it, it's just like a great response. And it's just like, it feels fresh. But now having it recorded like nicely and then out there, it's like, okay, now it's back with like full purpose. And yeah, I, I think the idea is to like, start doing some days again, start doing like, just do all the songs off the EP essentially. Well, and so the reason I ask is because, you know, between 2015, when when you originally recorded some days, and mm-hmm. you know the Jay Wood sound has gotten a lot bigger. I, w- I was watching uh, some YouTubes of you and the band, one from like 2018, I think, and then I watched um, the Pop Montreal performance. Mm. And I would say, like, just between those two, there's been a pretty significant energy shift. And <laughs> it's hard to t- it's hard to tell in these like live stream videos, but totally. like, just the just like the vibe, I can tell is there's like a little more confidence, a little bit more like definitely finding the footing for sure like i i think and even like it's a funny position to be in because some days feels like obviously it is like going back to a simplified version of these songs whereas like working on new music is the biggest step forward because it's like this is not it's not simple at all it's way more complicated in the sense of different array like completely different new playing field so um it's a really cool juxtaposition for folks to be like here's the very first thing that I've ever done. And here's the newest thing that I've ever done. And yeah, that's going to be a whole new thing to <laughs> it's look gonna at. be weird. Yeah. Now, now I'm, I guess I'm curious, like that energy change within your, within the band, is that like cause, is that like, because you have, was it the band members that kind of have, have revamped mm. the sound? Is it just like a uh, greater sense of confidence from you with the band members? Totally. I think it's kind of a combination of both. Like it, it like the roster for for Jay Wood has changed so much over the years, and so I think it's just a matter of like finding people that, well, it's not even people that fit. It's just like finding the sound that fits the overall idea. It's like I I hope that when I play with people, it's like we're all just like in a invisible wavelength happening. And I think the current uh, band is like the band I feel the most com- like have, have felt the most confident about period like I think in all all the years and it's just like it shows because yeah the confidence is there we're all having a good time and it's like we're all just very much in sync and it it makes it super easy to be doing all this stuff so you have the live band but Mm -hmm. when you're recording all this stuff like you're doing like guitar bass keys kind of by yourself yeah I Um, think that's where I'm like I just this is like my me tinkering again essentially (laughs) I guess I'm curious with that though, like, is there an added pressure for you to make like different choices playing parts or like choosing different parts, knowing that live they're going to be for- performed by the band? Yeah. So that's actually, uh, for, for so long, um, in Jaywood, uh, it was pretty much just me being like very insecure and being in the sense of like, yeah, you guys could just play whatever on top of this. And like, this, like it felt like com- like night and day from the recording, but like the discussion now is like the band being like, we want to play what's recorded. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll figure it out. And yeah, now I think it's a matter of just like everyone being like, let's just get it sounding exactly how people hear it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got to stop being so um, like <laughs> kind of fluffy and like kind of touchy, but like, um yeah i think we're all getting on the same page with like what the songs should be and what they are and like everyone's attitude is just amazing um but yeah (laughs) well so this is not to diminish the rest of your band but your rhythm section in particular is like extremely strong (laughs) super good super like ben stokes who plays drums 
is probably the best drummer I've ever had the lucky, like the the joy and honor to play with. Um, and Chinoa McClevy, who plays bass, she is just the just like a monster. Like like, like the two of them together, like she's a, she's a full jazz kid. Like she she plays guitar and like she's just so freaking talented. And Ben is one of those like UK inspired drummers where his pocket is just insane. So like the two of them just like flowing with each other makes the rest of it easy like the rest of us can sound like crap but so long as as ben and chanoa are still like are super in the pocket ben loves black midi i don't know if you've heard of yeah. them but yeah like and like i think that idea of just like weird fills or just like doing something then falling right back into time is like always in the back of his mind so like even in when we're performing he'll do a thing just to get a reaction out of me and i'm like <laughs> this, this this kid all right <laughs> So uh, it hasn't run yet, but Dominionated uh, has a review ready of the EP written by oh. one of our contributors, uh, who is a, a fellow Winnipegger, Miles Thiessen. Um, I think I do. I do know Miles. So Miles, and, and so and my, what Miles kind of points out in this review is that the the music, the lyrics may be less so, but that's okay. Is is like happy and fun, mm. um, which is not necessarily like the default mode of indie rock right now. Yeah. Is making feel good music something you set out to do? And if so, <laughs> what inspires that? Like, is it like the, is it just like, is it an energy thing for the live mm. show? Is it a specific influence that you're going for? I think I, when I write, I, I try, like there's like this invisible, um, I, once again, juxtaposition that I do where it's like, really fun happy sounding music with really subs like a lot of substance in the lyrics so like i always use uh pumped up kicks as a good and that like a good um comparison it's like this funnest happiest sounding song about the darkest subject matter and you wouldn't know and i think uh it's something about like the the putting the peanut butter on the medicine to feed it to the dog or it's like <laughs> you, you, you give it to them and then they realize oh that there's something kind of in there and it's it sits with you a bit and i think having the option of both in a nice package always felt really cool to me where it's like it doesn't just need to be sad music um and it could be happy sounding but it doesn't need to be happy music either it's just what yeah kind of just whatever feels right is kind of what i try to aim to do when I think like when you're dealing with an audience, I mean, if you want that audience to get bigger, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, people want to feel good. People want to go see music and dance totally. and have a good time. So like, I feel like if you can get that, you know, peanut butter on the medicine, kind of thing, <laughs> like that's, that's sick. Yeah. It's a, I think that was also a missing thing I've noticed in Winnipeg was there weren't a lot of dancey bands. Like as much as it's a very diverse thing, it's like a lot of, slower music but like the there wasn't a lot of like kind of hip-hoppy or di disco-y or just hoppy stuff i'm like all right that's my avenue that's where i'm gonna work in mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i think that's 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 what i get the vibe from your music is that like you don't feel restricted to genre like I, it does feel like yeah. you can put like a hip-hop vibe in there you can do pop you can do rock you can do kind that's of more punk stuff like you can do it all it's very much, that's kind of it. Like, I, I think for me, genre is just the suggestion or it's just like a- A reference um, point. A reference, yeah. It's like, I want to have this type thing over top of this thing. And I, I really like, I will never shut up about Gorillaz and how important that band is for me. And like what that band did for me was just like putting two things that don't mix 
together and being like, yep, this is the song. And it's just like, you're allowed to do that. I didn't think that was okay. And I, I've taken that philosophy into like my own writing where it's like, I want like a, like a gospel idea over top um, um, synth poppy, <laughs> like where it's just like these two things that don't make sense just happening alongside each other and becoming a song. You're the second person uh, in the past like month that I've talked to have talked about how gorillas are like major, major as far as like genre mixing and and yeah. and and it's not even mixing. It's like it's kind of it's it's more just like um, disregarding, right? Yeah, it's like it's not totally. worrying about fitting into a box. That's exactly it. And you know, I I discovered gorillas at a very young like that was like for me as like a kid when I was like finding my own music and find like. My auntie in New York gave me like the Demon Day CD. I listened to it all the way back. And I was like, I didn't realize how impactful that moment was because I always talk about it, but I'm like, man, like that was so weird to hear like orchestra over like hip hop and then like weird trip hoppy. Like it was just like, there was just so many rules being broken from what I understood in music. And I was like, oh man, like you don't have to do the conventional thing to make it work and like you can find your own avenue and you don't have to conform to like any genre or idea you could just continue to change and continue to grow and just find new things that you like and put them into your own project totally i mean it's it is insane to like think that like i don't know for me like that would have been my introduction to de la soul yeah doom that that was that was another thing. It was like that band was a vehicle to discover so much other music from it. Like, I'm just like how you mentioned, like I heard De La Soul for the first time through Gorillaz, which is such a cool experience. And then going and like listening to like um, me, myself and I by them and like trying to like go through their discography. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like this whole group is a completely separate thing. And like for it to like be blended into this weird new realm is just so cool that you could do that. I'm like, oh, inspired there you <laughs> go I, inspired. I think gorillas yeah gorillas low-key like one of the most influential groups of the past like 20 years i would i think, I think so. it's pretty People safe to say sleep on them all too often and i'm i'm a very diehard fan like annoyingly diehard I, I just cannot anytime i have an interview i just like try to like don't talk about gorillas like i have to no man it's good it's all good <laughs> again you're not the you're not the first person to talk about it on that's on, exciting uh, to hear on this podcast so people are talking about it Nice, nice. Um, I want to talk about the owl. Is the owl mm. so the so for those who maybe haven't seen all of the Jay Wood records were re- at least recently mm-hmm. uh, feature you mm-hmm. and the owl. Yes. Are um, you the owl? Is Jay Wood <laughs> the owl? Is, are is Jeremy? Are you Jeremy and the owl is Jay Wood? <laughs> Whoa, that's a that's a fun way to, to look at it. I think, well, the origin of the owl for people that don't know, like the owl for me has just always been in my life as even as a kid, it's popped up so much as like a, a symbol, as a something, it's just always been around. And I think um, the character of the owl was just like, you know what, I wanna make an extension of myself because obviously doing a project that is myself, it's like a very vulnerable, weird thing. And I feel very strange about being like the center of attention within this very vulnerable realm of I'm making these songs and showing them to people. So like, I want to have something that kind of deters that attention a bit. Cause like, as soon as people see it, they're like, Oh, drawn to it immediately. And I'm like, Oh, it takes some of the pressure off me. And it takes like, people can listen to the music completely differently because they don't know what the subject is. And I think that's also my way of like 
um, honoring the gorillas as well. Just like the idea of like having a cartoon entity become like a real thing. And then like playing in that realm, it's like creatively having um, the character of, I, I've named the owl Walter. <laughs> having the character of Walter has been really nice because like I can now put put this character into all these different types of mediums. Like I, in the future would love to make a cartoon or like have it featured in a cartoon and just like, there's so many different ways I can kind of play with that and like have it exist. And like, I can just focus on the music. It's just like, there's this thing and there's me and it's just like, we do this together. It feels really cool. Like I hope to one day just give it a life of its own and see it just exist, which would be horrifying at the same time. But like, um, yeah, it, it'd be cool to see it be more elusive and just kind of free floating. Right. I think that's really cool. I think like I think you're right. I think there's so much possibility there and like cool, ability to like play with different characters and and play with different ideas and mm -hmm. ah, gorillas again. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there it is. I always always finding a way. <laughs> so Jeremy, we're out of time. Uh oh, but man. I, oh, I know, I know. If we could keep going, but yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we won't because that's okay. I think the people have gotten what they want to know. I think um, so. Except for the one last thing that I want to know, and this is what I always uh, finish these interviews with. Um, okay. I, I We like to pay it forward, and I want uh, a recommendation of another Canadian artist, maybe okay. another Winnipeg artist, who okay. uh, everyone should check out. Um, that, for me, would have to be um, Super Duty Tough Work in Winnipeg here. Um, fantastic hip-hop collective of some of the most talented people Winnipeg has to offer. Um, for those that may not know, they were just like nominated or they're on the long list for the Polaris Awards last year. And they just put out an incredible album called uh, Studies in Grey. They're my favorite band in the city. Um, and they're the coolest group of people I think I've had the honor of being in the same room with. It is terrifying to talk to them because it's like, whoa, y'all are just so freaking cool. You just don't want to embarrass yourself. But then the music is great. But then the performance is insanely great. So like, it's just boom, 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 boom. Highly recommend um, Super Duty Tough Work for sure. I mean, that's that's another example of a, of a, a group who kind of blend, two kind of blend genres where like, yes, there's rapping over a lot of it, but it is really funky. It has that funky, dance rock it's jazzy, vibe. Yeah. And, it's, and it's conscious, which I really like. When you're like, you're having a good time, but then you catch some lines, you're like, oh damn, this is real. <laughs> this is real, like we're in this. And I think that's such a cool thing to be able to do while giving people a cool performance and a fun time is like make them actually think. It's like, wow, this is, this is making me work. Well, uh, Jeremy, hopefully next time we connect, it will be to have a fun time at yes. a show and we'll dance and we'll groove and it'll be righteous. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, thank you so uh, much for having all the me. Best. Yes, and to you as well. And once again, I'm so sorry for being late and uh, all, all that <laughs> stuff. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, looking forward to meeting you on the dance floor. Twenty or Twenty is brought to you by Dominionated, Canada's best Canadian-only music website, in my opinion. To discover your next favorite Canadian artist, follow us at Dominionated on all the social platforms. Visit the site dominionated.ca and please tell your friends to do the same.
Our theme song and original music is by Taylor Barrow. You can follow him at a really slow runner on Instagram. There are no vowels in that other than the A at the beginning. The show is produced by me, Mackenzie Cameron. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mackenzie Cameron. No vowels in Cameron. Please like and subscribe and rate on whatever your preferred podcast platform is. You can email me, mac at dominionated.ca. You can subscribe to our Patreon, $1 a month, and you get an exclusive MP3 from a different Canadian artist each month. Thanks to Jay Wood for chatting with me this week. Next week, Pilia is on the show. Thank you for listening to this little podcast, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace.